0: Yo, Brian Saf back again. Another episode of the Talk and Play Blurcast. Thank y'all so much <laughs> for being here once again. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I know I say that every episode. Um, I really, really mean it. And I'm trying to think like right now in the moment, like maybe I should start writing this down. But I I don't know, I can't think of anything i'm trying to express how much of appreciation my level is up like crazy high uh mount everest type level of appreciation It's high as fuck and that is um mostly doing part to y'all you know showing up once again to hear me blurt out about whatever it is i'm interested in at the moment but it's also because i was looking at the numbers the analytics and everything like that and since the last episode dropped we officially crossed over 1000 plays on the podcast that <laughs> that is fucking amazing bro I really 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 like what's 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 more than really you know they got good uh great greatest like what's what how do i i think i had this conversation last time with y'all i don't know i don't know i just really appreciate it i'm stumbling on my words because i'm like my energy is like in such a a high-spirited place man to see that and just know y'all fucking with me like that i was like bro this okay i don't know something about it just make it all feel like a little worthwhile so um You know what I'm saying? If you are a newcomer to the podcast, thank you so much for being here, checking me out. Um, Sticking around, I guess, because like I said, the numbers have been going crazy. We crossed over a thousand plays. I really, I don't know. I can't think of nothing else other than to say I appreciate it and thank you because that's crazy. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? I have um, people in my life, friends and family or whatever that do not support the podcast. They don't listen on a consistent basis. I post things about the podcast they don't like or whatever. And that's not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not holding that in. You know, I'm not, oh, when I blow up, whatever motherfuckers is not going to, I ain't, I'm not on that type of time, honestly. And the reason I'm saying that is because I never, um, I never wanted or I never attempted to force myself on, you know, my friends and family like that. I just feel like I don't know. For me, I feel like when people do that, I don't know. some about it don't feel like all the way genuine to me. Like, I don't want you to listen to me just because I'm your dog. I don't want you to listen to me just because we related by blood or whatever. If you genuinely fuck with the content, cause not everybody do, there's some blurry shit I'm talking about. And people you know what I'm saying? Like niggas don't really fuck with it like that. The blur community is not as big and spread out across the diaspora of black people and just people in general. So I can understand like not having the people who've known me the longest in my life support me and I don't care. I, I genuinely don't. Like, I don't want nobody listening to me just because they know me in real life. Like I want you to fuck with me because oh I like the content. I like your point of view. I like the things that you discuss. And to know that I come from that mindset, you know what I'm saying? I've never once, you know, group messaged my entire contact list, my episodes, or nothing. I post my little shit on Instagram or Twitter, or whatever, whenever I feel like it, or whenever I remember to, and just let it go from there. I genuinely want this community of listeners to fuck with me organically just come to listen because you like the segments the content i talk about my points of view and me as a person that's it so to know that i come from that mind state to know that i'm still growing and people are finding the podcast checking me out on a i guess bi-weekly basis at this point even after i've been like super inconsistent with the releases of the episode Still crossing over a thousand plays, the number's still going up. I fought with that and the appreciation. I don't know, it's gargantuous. Ooh, I just I found one. Okay, I feel like gargantuous is is this better than appreciate? Well, I mean, they're not really synonyms because gargantuous just got something to do with size, and you know, appreciate that's appreciate either way that's what my level that's how big it is that's my level of appreciation so again thank you for you know showing up like i said if you're a new listener thank you for being here if you've been rocking with me for a while even from episode one thank you it's all appreciated i see it reflected in the numbers again we just hit a thousand plays organically I'm not forcing nobody to listen. I'm not sending my episodes out to nobody. Like I just upload these shits to the you know the little podcast thing. I guess y'all get notifications if y'all follow the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming apps. And that's it. A Twitter post here every once in a while. I have been more consistent with posting, you know on Instagram. As far as like when the new episodes drop. But I ain't like I said, I'm not shoving that down nobody's throat. It's literally just a couple hashtags. And then um you know whoever see it, see it. Um with that being said, um again, thank you. I can't get over it. I really appreciate it. But this particular episode, um, I don't know, I hope it's not too long. I feel like I feel like it might get a little bit lengthy. Um, but I'm going to try to not. And that's just because of what's been going on. Like, I was writing out the episode. I had started maybe like two or three days after the last episode dropped. And by like, I don't know, Monday <laughs> of the next week, I had a full episode written out. And I was like, damn, should I just record an episode this week and we'll be, you know, not wait? for my little bi-weekly uh, schedule or whatever. But my spirit, my energy was like, you know, no, just continue to do what you've been doing and whatever. Pretty sure, you know, you'll be able to make something happen. But then the list of things that I want to talk about kept growing. So I was like, fuck. So without further ado, you now we have the headlines. Um, I have an interesting read. Um one Music Festival announced a lineup, which I have an announcement as well. And then we're going to talk about all the other festival stuff that's been going on this past two weeks. Got a comment on the Carly Russell thing, real quick. Um, G Herbo, uh, that Microsoft Sony agreement that was announced. A couple shout outs, as well as, you know, I'll discuss the conversation that's been dominating as of late this whole women versus transgender women situation or black women versus black transgender women. I don't know. Either way, I have a, you know, few opinions. So we'll discuss, um, game chat, um, trailer spotlights are here. I do have some, um, what I currently been playing also and something I'm excited for dealing with Spider-Man two. So I'll discuss it when we get down to game chat, the playlist Bunch of music has come out. Um, Party Next Door, JT, Quaver and Future, Boss and J. Cole, ASAP and Pharrell put out a new record. J-Rock, Lotto, Anderson Pack, Flo Millie. Some albums. Well, Nas is magic 2. And then Ice Spice dropped the deluxe. So we'll discuss it. And then the watch list. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to go about that, right? Because I support... Sag and Afra, and all of the striking situation that's going on, I, I genuinely support because what they're going through is crazy, bro. Like, you, oh, you we'll, would we'll get into it because capitalism is a bitch and it's really, really making it hard as the cost of living continues to rise to be at the bottom trying to just work. So, we'll, we'll discuss, but yeah that's pretty much it hopefully that don't take up too much of y'all time i'm sorry if it does but again i appreciate y'all for being here because we done hit 1k plays and um that means some of y'all have sat through these two hour plus episodes and i appreciate it so without further ado let's go ahead and play some music real quick you know what i'm saying get the energy right and then Go we'll jump right into the headlines. No more days only choose girl. How about we go? Go up, shelf, we not drinking casamino. Are you impaired? You're not there, but I'm a little Casa, got me singing out. Yeah, Cole and Basi, the passport road. We ain't shelling out cash for a hole. No, I'm a little old fashioned. Coast to coast out the show, coast, smashin', shots of class eight. Alright so the headlines i have an interesting read you know what i'm saying because i'll be doing that reading and things (laughs) um y'all know apple news app i'll be scrolling and i came across this article on forbes um it's titled here's how microsoft's impending acquisition of activision blizzard impacts playstation and nintendo gamers um because I've been trying to pronounce this this person's name for like since I first came across this article like two weeks ago. Um so, so, so okay, Syladitia. Siloditia. I don't know. S-I-L-A-D-I-T-Y-A. Ray. Um shout out to you. Um that's a Forbes staff member that wrote the article um they basically you know did a pretty good job at um like listing some key like facts and details that will you know obviously according to the title impact playstation and nintendo gamers you know once the acquisition goes through right that hit me immediately because Those are my two consoles of choice. I don't have an Xbox. I don't hate Xbox or whatever the case might be. It's just that I was raised on PlayStation and Nintendo. So I just, I don't know. They've been good to me. (laughs) So I I kept fucking with them. Either way, I like the things that they listed in this article, including how um, Xbox and their whole ecosystem could change because, you know, a lot of games will be coming to... Um, Xbox because of this acquisition um, they also took the time to point out that because of this acquisition which this part was like kind of pissing me off and I'll tell you about it in a second um, they was basically saying that with this acquisition or whatever you have a lot of um, very popular marquee PlayStation characters going over to Xbox like Crash Bandicoot and Spiral the Dragon, you know what I'm saying? Which that kind of pissed me off because I'm like, those literally are the characters that built the PlayStation brand and and um you know what I'm saying, playership like the those those are the characters that locked us in with PlayStation early on, Crash Bandicoot, Spiral the Dragon. Um, later moving on you know Naughty Dog pretty much has been a big component and all of that so I I don't know it, it just bothers me that with all this acquisition talk and all of the things that PlayStation has acquired over the years they never thought to like lock down their like the the characters that kind of started the whole wave you know what I'm saying because Crash Bandicoot's still out here making games um I'm pretty sure Naughty Dog or well, I don't know Spiral is Naughty Dog but I'm pretty sure whoever makes Spiral games they would probably be interested in putting out something new um Ratchet and Clank they coming out with new games you know even as you know the generations of consoles continue to improve so this is like oh no that kind of pissed me I knew that was going to happen or whatever but this <laughs> this article like mentioning that kind of I don't know. It re-pissed me off. Because it's like. Mario and Nintendo. They got it. Nintendo got it over there. Motherfucking. Sonic the Hedgehog. And like. Sega made sure. Sega. They made sure. To lock that down. So why the fuck y'all ain't got Crash Bandicoot and Spiral and all of them. Like. Underneath the PlayStation umbrella. Like indefinitely. It kind of pissed me off. Because. You know. Nostalgia. But um. <laughs> If, in terms of Nintendo, um, they were saying, you know, they just pretty much talked about the deal that uh, Nintendo signed with um, Xbox to make sure that when this acquisition goes through, Call of Duty will be coming to Nintendo's like... uh rumored successor console or whatever so i mean there's there's a lot of cool little facts and details in here especially like about how pc gamers would be affected by this as well because more than 96 percent of um pc gamers use microsoft windows to play pc games so that's you know a thing there it's it's a dope article if you are interested And this, again, is titled, Here's How Microsoft's Impending Acquisition of Activision Blizzard Impacts PlayStation and Nintendo Gamers. Check that out on Forbes.com. It was pretty interesting to me. Uh, Outside of that, headlines. So let's start with some positivity because the rest of this shit is not. The rest of this shit is not. Well, I guess we can go ahead and talk about... um, the other announcement that came from Sony and Microsoft about how they signed their agreement to keep call of duty on PlayStation. Um, they confirmed it's going to be a 10 year agreement deal, but it doesn't include other Activision blizzard games. This pissed me off because y'all know I'm an overwatch player. I don't give a fuck about call of duty. Um, I know Diablo. I think Diablo is blizzard. I think so. Um, I'm not a Diablo player or anything. I'm just mentioning them because that's another big game that if they are blizzard, I believe they, they blizzard that would just go over to Xbox. And it has the potential of being Xbox exclusive. Cause that's something else that, um, the article also made mention of the one I just talked about. Um, they brought up the fact that when Xbox acquired, but that's the, how they, made a bunch of bethesda games um xbox exclusive so it's probably i mean (laughs) microsoft xbox they they do they have a proven track record if they acquire if they acquire a large gaming studio nine times out of ten some exclusivity is coming down the line but they only following suit for what playstation has done like that's been the main thing with console wars is the fact that playstation is able or has been able to make these incredibly um restrictive deals with these companies to have certain games only on playstation for like ever <laughs> so you know microsoft they, they playing hardball and And I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed if if Overwatch goes Xbox exclusive because it's not going to make me buy Xbox. I have confirmation from friends of mine, gamer friends who who play Overwatch on Xbox and who have played it on PlayStation. And they've confirmed for me, like, it's not as good as on PlayStation. Something about the lobbies and the controllers, because, you know, the Xbox controls are completely different from um, the PlayStation controls, like even with cross-play like i can almost tell well now at this point um overwatch lets you know whenever you're in a party with an xbox or pc player and it's a difference i can tell we're not even going to talk about <laughs> overwatch over on nintendo uh switch because t rash so yeah if it goes uh makes box exclusive that's gonna that's gonna bother me um but they also announced in the agreement thing that the well microsoft announced that the merger agreement deadline has been extended to october eighteenth obviously to um give xbox some more time to wear (laughs) wear the cma down over in uk all of the governing bodies over there in uk so that they can accept this merger and agreement you know when it's ready to take place Uh, outside of that one music festival has announced the lineup finally i've been waiting and waiting and waiting so i guess since they announced the lineup I can go ahead and announce that that is going to be <laughs> another stop on my uh, year-long tour. If you're new to the episode, because remember, we hit 1,000 um, plays. So, I've been looking at other stuff, too. We got some new new listeners in the game. Shout out to all the new blurs that's stepping in, you know what I'm saying, checking me out. Um, but, if you're new to, you know, my tour... um. It's, you know, it's for fun. I ain't, I'm not nobody important or special like that. At least, you know, not in the eyes of or not in proximity to what the definition of celebrity means. I'm important as fuck to me. I'm somebody, I'm that nigga, I'm him in my world. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying all that same. I'm using the whole tour thing as a joke, But but it's real because, well, summer has been a little bit, on the more relaxed side I'm stacking my money making some changes in my finances and stuff like that so that I can do more while working less and be secure still right but you know or if you don't know I've been really out on tour well January Ari Lennox came to Orlando I went to her tour uh, February did I do anything February February I'm not sure what was February. I'm, I'm not even, I don't, did I do anything in February? Either way, tour stops that passed. Um, Ari Lennox. Linux. Like I said, uh, I went to dreamville festival, um, when Drake and J Cole and all of that was headlining I probably seen it on social media. If not hit my Instagram page. Cause I, you know, definitely got my footage and stuff up there. Um, I went to the Lovers and Friends Music Festival this year as well. And I've been kind of taking a break. Um, Beyonce and the Renaissance Tour is actually the next stop on the tour, like officially. So I'm going to be talking about that probably on the next episode a lot more. Because, yeah, the next episode should come out right around the time I'm either going or coming back from the tour. For my tour stop anyway. Hmm. I do know. I'll look at a calendar later. Either way, that's the next stop on the tour. So that's August. Um September, that's my birth month. So I'm trying to do something, but we'll see. I'll announce it in September. Um, and then October, One Music Fest. November, I have something I might be doing. More on that as it comes closer. <laughs> December, I think I'm going to just chill. Who knows? But I've been traveling, enjoying life, you know what I'm saying? Because I work and that's what I want to spend my extra money on. <laughs> I want to spend my extra money on that. I don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a partner that requires me to pay all the bills and all this other bullshit. So I really cannot, you know, just be out here enjoying life with people who I want to enjoy it with. And it's it's great. Like, I don't have any desire to become a husband or a father simply because I'm able to live my life the way I want to without those um, bullet points on my list of accomplishments. Either way, One Music Festival has announced the lineup. of um, headliners are, damn, let me open it up real quick. I know Kendrick and Janet. I definitely remember those because I wanted to see Kendrick again. I saw Kendrick at um rolling loud last year rolling loud 2022 yeah i saw kendrick and i didn't realize his tour was going to be way better than his festival set even though the festival set was fire i just started seeing the tour footage and i watched his um amazon live stream of the tour when he was at his paris stop and i was like damn i should have did both <laughs> so i'm interested to see kendrick again you know what i'm saying he hasn't really put out any new music since you know because you know the uh album mr moron the big stepper that's like the last thing I feel like he's done a few uh features here and there definitely i love the song with him and uh baby Keem, uh hillbillies so we got i guess we do have a little new music he did a feature for Beyonce, you know, jumped on the America has a problem song. So I guess we do have some new music, but you know, I feel like his set overall is going to be pretty much the same. I don't care. I've seen Kendrick in concert, like I guess three, four times at this point. It's been amazing every time. So I'm expecting a fire set. Hopefully it's not at the same time that Janet is performing because I've never seen Janet Jackson perform live and you know, legend. So I really, really want to see that. But if I don't, Let's just hope that I do, cause if she' gonna be calling niggas on stage to do the lap dance thing, I would like to be, you know, say in that number when the Saints come marching. <laughs> um, Brent Fayez and Megan Thee Stallion are also headliners, and then just the lineup in general: Bryson Tiller, Tim's, Kodak Black, Holi Ray, Key Glock, The Dreams, Mino, Chief Keef, Fabulous, Jada Kids, Coco Jones, Tink boosie elder barge is gonna be there which i'm uh interested because legend uh who else Libyanka, afro artist she got a really big record out right now josie who is uh diddy's new r&b artist i like her um project they're doing a 50 years of hip-hop celebration um nelly krs1 killer mike eight ball mjg DJ Quick, DJ Drama. Walker! Walker set at Dreamville was so lit. I've been like itching to see this nigga live again. I was just been hoping he'd go on tour and pull up so I could go turn up. So him being at one music festival in Atlanta, which is, you know, his stomping grounds. No hands just went diamond. It was no hands, right? Him uh Yeah, it was no hands, I believe, that just earned Diamond Certification. I'm ready. I feel like that set is going to be amazing because you know, him in Atlanta. Um, Two short Uncle Luke, which got to represent Florida. Um, Big Daddy Kane, Goody Mob, Trina. like They have a lot of really, really dope acts lined up for one music festival. They still talking about adding more. So, I'm really excited. Um y'all going to hear me continue to talk about it as the date draws near because you know what I'm saying? My ticket is locked in, Airbnb is locked in, the travel arrangements are locked in. So I'm pretty much going. You know what I'm saying? If you want to pull up, do so cuz I'll be I'll be there vibing and enjoying my time. I'm festivals like they have quickly become a safe space for me. I put on like a really dope outfit to go on my shoes and you know what I'm saying I bring my party favors in and I just be vibing, running back and forth between all different stages. Um, stopping to get water every now and then, hitting the bar for liquor. Um Trying these food trucks. Y'all know I don't really care for like the festival food. That be at every festival. I like to hit the food trucks for the local folks that's in the area. See what they talking about with their food. I still haven't tried Slutty Vegan. I know she's going to be out there because they was out there last. Uh, one Music Festival last year when I went. So I'm going to try to get there early enough so I can beat that line. Because the line was just too crazy. I was like, I want to try it. But this line is lining. And I, I cannot. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's dope. Can't wait to be there. Woo! I'm ready. Broccoli City Fest happened as well. That was the festival where you saw Coco Jones in that green outfit um singing like perfection as the rain fall down. This girl was singing SWV's rain as it began to rain, and the vocals was like, It's raining out here. Okay, well we're gonna continue to give the people a show because that's what we came to do. And she kept saying, I really, really, I really, really appreciated that. The girl had on heels and everything. Flo was getting all slippery and wet. She, she stood up there like a G and sung like she was auditioning for Beyonce or somebody. That shit was amazing. Really, really beautiful sight to behold. Um, I wasn't in person. You know, I saw it on the internet like everybody else, but. shout out to coco jones because that's a talent right there oh shit i need to watch the the season two of bel-air i keep forgetting to to watch bel-air damn okay that's for the watch list later um rolling Loud also happened i was not bummed about going because i went to rolling Loud last year so i wasn't really tripping and then the even though I did want to see Travis Scott in person, like I do want to, I do to see a full festival set from him. Cause he came out last year for future set, but he only did like two or three songs. I wanted to see a full set from him, but I was like, ah, some just, you know, something made me not get down there, especially cause it's been hot as fuck in Florida lately. And, um, that live stream, <laughs> every artist that got on stage was like, God damn, it's hot. Y'all, it's hot as fuck. Y'all bunched up together, so I knew. But I don't care. It was hot last year, and I still was in them crowd of people, like, turned up having a good time. Um, But Rolling Loud looked amazing. Um, I'm still going through sets and everything. I was able to catch... I watched Travis's set. Um, That was dope. He announced it's the last time he's going to be performing his Astro World set, which... Again, that bummed me out a little bit because I really, really liked the World album, um, but I'm pretty sure he'll perform the big records from World moving forward. It just, you know, some of the, like, the B-sides that the fans really, really fuck with, he taking those out. But he announced that because he got an album coming out this Friday, and um, Utopia's finally here. So, not too bummed because I got to see that set you know, I watched it on YouTube, so I'm not too mad. But, you know, I do want to see it in person because World is one of my favorite albums from Travis Scott. Um, outside of that, who else I watched? I watched Coily Ray's set. Um, it was dope. She's an incredible, like, performer. She really be dancing and, like, going hard. Remember, as hot as fuck. She was in something that should have been able to keep her cool, but she was still sweating her ass off. I really appreciated it. She brought out Lola Brooke. That was cool. Had to watch my girl Sexy Red. That shit was lit. All her music is just turned. perfect for that environment. So obviously the crowd was having a good time. Really, really excited to see her live. Well, I did. I saw her at the, the concert that I went to. So that's what I did for July. Yeah, I went to that State of Emergency concert where it was Sexy Red, Boosie, Webby, Jeezy implies I don't think I recap that for y'all but it was lit Good old African American Negro time <laughs> Just think about the list of artists I just Named their biggest records And the crowd that they draw That's what it was <laughs> Arena full of smoke <laughs> Liquor everywhere <laughs> It was a good time um, But yeah Sexy Red her shit was lit she brought out Sukiana cause they have a record together They performed that that was cool um, Ice Spice's performance was pretty dope She performed pretty much all her hits that you know People know her for as of now Including the new song Deli which I like We'll talk about it in the playlist um, Who else did I watch Duke Deuce I was unaware of this person I heard his name before but I never really gave his music a chance After watching his Rolling Loud set I'm going to give it a chance Because his music is lit He he knows how to pick good beats he knows how to rap over him to get everybody turned. Like it was a really, really good performance. So I'm interested to get into his like catalog, at least like the main songs that people know of him. Because he had an earlier set time in the day where the sun was like still up, like brightening in the sky. And um his crowd wasn't like super large, but they was turned like they was going up like he was Travis Scott. And I was like, damn, he he don't have like a huge crowd. They knowing the words, they doing the mosh pits and the the circle and all that shit. Like they was having a good ass fucking time. And I really liked the fact that he had, um, his DJs are two black girls. Uh, they look like they could be sisters, twins, cousins or something. They look very much alike, (laughs) but they're not the same person. So that was dope. Uh, who else did I watch I still need to watch Uzi's set but I know it's lit because again saw him last year at Rolling Loud and that was the time of Rolling Loud I almost passed out he had me jumping up and down in these mosh pits like running in circles with all these uh crazy white people like it was a phenomenal time I was sweating and, and panting heavily though <laughs> throughout the entire set and I did not care I I enjoyed it my life was like set (laughs) Um, when I watched Offset he really performed me not (laughs) performing Offset really surprised me his set it shouldn't have but it did because I like the Migos like Migos is one of my favorite rap groups uh, even though they're not a thing anymore obviously for the reasons that we all know of Um, but him holding down a solo performance he did the fuck out of that he played the hits from the Migos he played his like individual hits and he did his um like feature verses that everybody knows from him and that shit was lit and then he brought out cardi b so they can do the music that they have together which i thought that was dope as well because i'm glad that they're aware of the brand power that they have as a married couple as two married musicians or whatever they could really carry a show between cardi b's like hits and offsets hits throughout his entire career migos included Feature verses included, solo projects included, they can carry a show. He proved that. And my dog was dancing like he Chris Brown or somebody. I was like, this is a good performance. He had little intermissions in his set or whatever. Where he paid homage to um, Michael Jackson. I was like, this is really, really dope. I really appreciate it all set's performance. Who else did I watch? Um, Don Tolliver, his set was really, really good. He's somebody else I'm really, really interested in seeing live because his latest album, Love Sick, has been just eating me alive, bro. Like, listen to it almost every day, at least a song or two because the album is like really, really good. I want to see him on tour, um, but he decided that since Rolling Loud was, you know, in Miami, that that was going to be the only date he was coming down here so he wrapped the actual tour with his rolling live performance at least the US leg because he's going overseas next but that was really really uh it was a good um performance I liked the stage design and everything like Don Tyler was a dope artist I watched Young Nudie's set it was good as well 21 Savage also had a very very fire set I'm kind of pissed I missed that hopefully he pop out at, at one music festival because Atlanta um yeah man i I watched a good amount yeah i watched a good amount of sets i saw the city girls again even though i've been seeing them at festivals like i saw them at rolling Loud last year saw them at one music festival last year they was at dreamville fest um Young miami popped out for usher i believe at uh, lovers and friends fest i've been seeing them pretty much and their set is continuing to get better of course new music is coming out so they have more to work with or whatever but the outfits the stage design the choreography like it's just continuing to get better so i really really um i don't mind continuing to watch them perform because they they're getting better and then you know miami got to support florida um overall though like yeah rolling live was lit this year like i said i was cool with not going until i started watching the live streams <laughs> Um, but one thing I do wanna say I've been seeing in in um the comments of like people's footage from all of these stuff. Stop telling people, Oh, put the phone down and enjoy the music If you've never been to a festival, then you don't understand the energy that's there. That shit make you wanna record stuff because everybody that's at a particular set, especially the bigger the artist gets um they're there with the same level of love and passion that you have for the artist. They trying to see that shit too. So sometimes you just want to capture those really, really dope moments. I do it. I also reflect on those moments when I, you know, get festival withdrawal. (laughs) I go through my photo app and I look at all that footage and them pictures and shit that I've taken and just relive the moment. It's kind of a thing. I get what you're saying. Um, and I'm somebody I record a quick 30, 45 minute video just to catch the energy of everybody knowing that very first line of a very, very popular song. And I put my phone down I turn up because most of the time I know the entire song. So I'm not standing there recording the entire performance all the time like some people do, but that's their business. Why? Because we pay money to be there. So just let us enjoy the moment. If you don't want us to record or whatever. um. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but it's it's a thing. Like It's something that if you've never experienced a music festival before, you just won't understand that feeling of, oh, my God, everybody's favorite song is about to go. Come on. The crowd about to go up. I have to capture at least this moment because that's that's what it's like. Uh, Bryson Tiller also performed that Rolling out as well, his set was also really really dope, and I popped in on ASAP Rocky's set after Bryson Tiller's ended um, I'm ready for him to put new music out too cause he made a comment, like he's tired of performing all his old shit or whatever but that's not our fault bro, you not as consistent with your albums as other people so, I get it but, you know, I'm ready for the new album as well um but yeah rolling line was lit man gotta watch that uzi performance i feel like i'm forgetting a performance that i watched because they're really good at posting them on youtube the Rolling Line youtube channel and then they was live streaming on amazon and twitch so i was watching live streams and then the ones i missed i went back on youtube to watch them either way um festival season festivals in general i just love them and we'll talk more about that as one music fest gets closer what else we got on here carly russell this conversation is is tired well i'm tired of it (laughs) so all i will say is um you know it got to be a mental health thing that's that's all i say about it uh, Cause we at the point now where the lawyer done sent the letter to the sheriff or whatever that white man is who be giving us updates on everything. Um, basically, with Carly apologizing because it was all a lie. <laughs> as Carly read, would say, um, "So wow, <laughs> her name is Carly too." <laughs> Either way, um, it was all a lie, um, and she had us in an uproar for nothing. It's sad because you know There's black women out there really going through stuff like that And she around here fucking playing Wanting to be taking five or whatever the fuck But you know Like I said I really feel like it's a mental health thing Because for somebody to concoct that kind of plan And they actually go through with it Ain't no way you gonna tell me she's perfectly sane And was just bored one day Like there's something going on So you know prayers on that uh, What else G Herbo is facing 20 years for uh, involvement in wire fraud that I was like what (laughs) I read a little bit of the details that was posted in these captions for these blogs that was reporting on it apparently he was using the money to fund his career so I don't know because I I seen somewhere also he like pled guilty or whatever so I like I, I feel like he like, okay, my career actually did take off. I'm a famous rapper now. I got money coming in all the time. So I was doing wrong by scamming people. So I guess I'll go ahead and sit down, take whatever the, the judge is going to give me because I was, you know, I, I was using it to make my career pop and my career pop. So the price you pay, I don't know. I don't know what made him uh decide to plead guilty, but I feel like that's it because... Every time I see G Herbo, he's always had like this good energy about him. So I feel like he's one of those people that's just like in a nice space with where he is in life. So he was cool with taking the time. Um, but yeah, 20 years. Come on now. <laughs> I hope it's not that. Um, outside of that. OK, so this this conversation that's been happening between. I guess women and trans women, um, I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm the best person to speak on this. I'll start right there, right? Um, As a cisgender, heterosexual male, I just don't think, I don't know, I don't think I have the positioning, nor do I have enough of the information from either sides, the emotional connection no, you know I just don't feel like I'm the best to speak on this what I will say well, especially because I don't even really know how we got back here like this conversation happens quite a bit um, but it's just I saw Jess Hilarious' video and I was like okay she sound like she attacking somebody but trying to defend at the same time so like who and then I saw a tweet from t s Madison, and I was like okay, is she responding to t s Madison or was like, t s Madison responding to the video like what's going on? I don't know either way um what I just want to say about it um honestly, in my opinion, I feel like the whole conversation is incredibly divisive um I just don't I don't think that it's necessary and i feel like it's distracting from the fact that there's a lot of stuff going on especially things that the government is doing to like fuck us over so for the conversations on social media to be focused on this is kind of like weird because i feel like we have this conversation like I don't know, spiritual world, world or word, whatever the the blog is called. They post about this kind of shit like every day. So I'm like, why is this blowing up the way it fucking is? But obviously, cause Jess Hilarious and T.S. Madison are attached to it in some way. So it's being more visible. Either way, just feel like it's, you know a divisive conversation Um, I will never discount or invalidate the experience or life of someone who identifies as a woman or a trans woman like, I can't do either or that's just me being a human being and like having respect for everybody's lives for what it is because at the end of the day we all like walking our own paths like even though we share similarities with other human beings like our life is our life like through and through it's just ours um My thing is, though, like, there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of divide being created in the black community specifically over these, this label of woman that was created to identify a group of people who have certain similarities biologically. Um, But, like, that shit is not for niggas. Like, like those labels, man and woman, they were created by white men um, quite some time ago. Definitely before black people were even considered or thought to, thought of to be considered as human beings. Like these labels were around back when they were still treating us like property and livestock and um, free labor. They didn't have niggas in mind. When they was decided what a man is gonna be and how a man's life should go, nor did they have niggas in mind when it came to women. So it's like, why are you fighting over this, this, <laughs> this, this, this label, this word that was created without you in mind in the first place? That's that's where I'm just looking at it from a, a zoomed out perspective of you know looking at the bigger picture of whiteness and white supremacy and stuff like that like i'm just looking at it from that angle of like oh my god here we are once again arguing over a word that has been around long before the the people who created it considered us to be not even equals but three-fifths of who they are remember that was the thing like after we got free or whatever, we was just considered three-fifths of of a man and stuff like that. Women still wasn't considered men or humans. I don't know. It's weird. But um, like I said, that's just me looking at it from the bigger picture aspect. Because um, we were never never intended to be a part of manhood, womanhood, or anything of the like. So it's like, what's the what's the... Why is it so, why are you so attached? But then I get it at the same time because society has drilled that into the psyches of like generations of people that this is what you are because of what you have between your legs and in your abdomen growing region, as far as reproductive organs are concerned. So I get it. Why there is an attachment, but I just don't think people realize to like, the attachment is kind of false. Like it's not necessarily for you to be attached to because it was never for you. They just kind of gave it to you in order to do things like oppress you. But I don't know. From a more zoomed in perspective though, I could kind of understand black women not wanting to like share or co-op that woman label or how Throwing cis in front of it can kind of make them feel like a derivative or a um, variant <laughs> of woman when, you know, a label like woman is, is has always been pretty, like, finite. Men and woman, those two labels, they've always just been the beginning and the end of gender. So it's like throwing a prefix in front of that, like cis or trans or whatever, I can kind of see... How that might offend people who have always identified with the root word of woman. But at the same time, like I said, wasn't meant for you in the first place, but I can get it. I I can understand that because I I guess I guess it's kind of (laughs) like. Oh, this this might be a stupid comparison, but Jordan spent so much time becoming the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players to ever do it, and then all of a sudden out of blue, he just gonna become a pro golfer. Like I bet you some of the people in the golf world was like, "You don't, you're not a golfer, you're a basketball player. What the fuck you doing over here?" I I, I feel like that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from the whole conversation. Like you have been a man up until this point, not because you feel like you are a woman trapped in a man's body. You're going to just call yourself a woman, but you haven't went through any of the things women went through. I can kind of understand that a little bit, but that don't necessarily mean that like, I agree because like when, when Michael Jordan decided he wanted to golf, it didn't mean all of the rest of the people who had been golfing their entire lives. Like it erased all of that. It don't mean then they, he just became a golfer as well. And you know he wasn't even really that great. So y'all was they were golfers were still whooping his ass all out on that field. So it's just like I don't know. I I don't think. I, I, I don't know if, we, if you're going to subscribe to these terms, these labels of woman and womanhood and all this other stuff, then be secure in it. And just understand that just because a trans person is referring them to themselves as a woman as well, it don't take away nothing from me. I, I can, like I said, I can get it now. Cause this, you've been doing this since birth and they kind of, you know, you may feel like, oh, y'all just, picking and choosing the strug- you're struggling and nothing. life ain't set up like that. I can, I can see that, but it's like, just like a gay person being gay, doesn't do anything to a straight person. Like it's kind of alone. It's like, just because they're using the word woman to identify doesn't mean like it invalidates your womanhood or existence and, and be, be, be secure and stern in that. Like me, I don't give a fuck about nobody calling themselves a man. You could be man, boy, child, woman, straight, gay, blah. I don't give a fuck if you want to label yourself as a man. You do that. I that's I I will help you figure out how to do it. I teach you the the um man's bathroom etiquette and everything. I don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, that ain't changing nothing about my experience as a man. If if a woman decides she wants to be labeled as a man, or if Trans men decide they want to be you know go as men or whatever like that don't that don't do nothing to me and mine and what I identify with it just don't like at the end of the day it's like okay, so <laughs> I don't care like congratulations on you know coming to terms with your identity and you know deciding to live in that, but I'm secure in mine so. You know what I'm saying? People could call themselves whatever they want. Everybody want to be a man. That's fine. Don't take away from what I deal with as a man and my manhood or whatever. Because I'm just securing that. And I understand when I wake up, I'm going to be me regardless. And I just feel like the only people you should be concerned about, if you're concerned about anybody's thoughts and opinions at all, um, are just, you know, the people who say they love you. And that goes for everybody to me. You know, trans people, non-binary, um, you know, cisgender people, like, it shouldn't really matter what everybody else is doing, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, so, like, what what they doing over there with their life and how they going about it, like, why does that affect? Why is that bothering I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm too... Cause I'm looking at it from a logical standpoint. This shit don't make sense to me. I don't feel like it's a slap in the face or I don't feel like it's impeding on you. Like you still gonna wake up tomorrow and be a woman. Even if all people in the world decide they want to be women as well. I don't, you still gonna wake up you no matter what somebody else is doing. So I don't get it, but you know, I can, like I said, I can understand a little bit based on the analogies I gave and especially with black women because you know, society gives way less of a fuck about women than they do men society gives way less of a fuck about black women than they do anybody like, if we being 100 like, so I get it like, they got a lot of they got a lot of struggle to deal with being women and black on top of that so it's kind of I could, I guess, see somebody, because if you if you were it's like, say if you were, if you were assigned male, a black male, like that at birth then just by nature of that label, it came with some what was the word? It came with some some benefits or some um. like, it just came with you know, some things that black women can't benefit from because they're, because of that woman label, you know, some privileges. That's what I'm trying to say. It came with some privileges, but I don't know. Um, I, on the other side, though, I can also understand trans people like, like the genders, male and female, woman and man or whatever. Like they're very like black and white and the society is literally built around all of that. So it's like not only society built around it, but society has like accepted it and latched on to it as like the end all be all. They're not trying to make room for no other genders, even though human beings are evolving and, you know, moving way past just the simplification of male and female or woman and man so it's like i can understand the trans people they're just trying to find their way and carve out their own space within this big ass puddle of um oppression and societal norms and standards and shit so i don't know i get both ends but i guess my dumb logic way to like settle everything would i guess just be for Trans people to like, cause the way I'm thinking, the way I'm hearing things, it looked like to me, at least people are just getting caught up on, <laughs> on the presentation of the word. Cause like but the way we was taught to read, if you look at the word trans woman, it would be like trans is a prefix and woman is the root word. And I don't think women who identify as just like women or cis women or whatever they necessarily appreciate the root word be in there like that so I guess my dumb logic way is be for I guess trans people to like figure out how to identify themselves without attaching themselves to women or I guess men I don't know if men really tripping off trans men I'm not I don't give a fuck so I don't know but uh that's just a dumb way to figure about it cause the, the intelligent more like love people and brotherhood of humanity, the whole the whole the logical the way that makes sense would just be for everybody to not give a fuck about the labels at all and just move as a unified body of people so that we can actually start affecting some change. I don't think that's gonna happen. People way too attached to this idea of womanhood and the labels and stuff. So I, you know, I offer something stupid, which will just be for trans people to not attach themselves, not call themselves trans women and men. But then, like I said, that those labels, men and women, they so ingrained in everything that's built society today that it's like they don't really have nothing else to like pull from to describe what's going on. Cause all trans women means is transitioning to the things and the qualifiers that would consider you as a woman but I guess women are like well no cause even if you do transition like if the doctor make you a vagina it's still not gonna be it's still not gonna operate like we know vaginas operate and stuff like that which is why they keep bringing up the periods and having babies and shit like that so I don't know I don't know. I'm exhausted with the conversation. Though this is a very spiritual word, spiritual world, whatever the fuck the blog is, and that I think that's that blog is an industry plant, bro. Because they be they be stirring up too many, too many like men versus women, black men versus women conversations. Too like something going on with that blog. They they want niggas to argue like every day over this dumb shit, and I'm just be like, bro. Why you just won't post about I don't know Gene wine falling off stage like everybody else? <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. But I think I'm gonna leave it at that. Cause I feel like if I continue to like sit in my thoughts about it, this episode is gonna be way longer than I wanted to be. So let's just end it right there. Let's actually end it on love. You know what I'm saying? Love people. Love everybody. Um it's whatever people are doing in their personal life whatever they want to go or buy or identify as like it's not a big deal it's not gonna impede on you or anything you got going on in your life like just let people be and um yeah let's (laughs) let's go through life and really just you know mind our own business and stop being so offended about things that like genuinely don't matter like, and be secure in yourself in your life and your experience to know that whatever the next person is identifying as, it's not taking away anything from your life, your experience, the way you was raised and all that stuff there. All right. What else? Shout out to Shakari, uh Richardson's her last name, I believe. Either way, all her recent success congratulations girl breaking all these uh records and winning these medals over here I, I remember specifically specifically um last year when you was going through all your um issues whatever you was having your down season or whatever some girls had some things to say because they you know they was oh you think you faster than you are or whatever let me smoke you real quick i feel like it was Team Jamaica, they was kind of tying you a little bit, like, eh, "You think you bad, but guess what? I'm fast." You know, came back. You're doing your thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of. I'm, I, I'm happy for Sha'Carri Clap for uh, black people specifically. And I'm not one of them niggas who gonna only talk about you when you're doing bad. You're doing good, so congratulations. Shout out to Magic Johnson on becoming a co-owner of the NFL team, the Washington commandos. That's big. That's huge. Um, I watched his like speech or whatever that he did with that, um, interviewer. <laughs> I should know names, but it, this was just random stuff that I threw in last minute. Cause I want to celebrate black people. Um, uh, but big, big thing. That's huge. It, groundbreaking for so many reasons. Like we know, NFL don't got no black owners. It's really like a bunch of white men, literally white men, because I don't think that, there's no women that own any NFL teams either. It's a bunch of old white men collecting these billion-dollar checks from the NFL organization while there's a bunch of niggas on the field, in the field, oh, okay, doing all the work, putting their bodies in harm's way, CTE, all that. Is it? You know the concussion thing. Either way, shout out to Matt Johnson. um And then shout out to Jimmy Fox. My dog put a video out kind of explaining his headspace or whatever. I'm glad he's on his way back to, you know, full health. And I completely understand not wanting us to see him like that. Because that's the same thing that happened with Chadwick. Like he was going through his whole struggle or whatever we didn't even know he want us to see him going through that so i really i respect it and i'm just glad he's good i still need to watch the um they clone tyrone movie on netflix i'm gonna check it out but um that's it for the headlines i feel like i've been talking <laughs> headlines itself probably an hour that's crazy i believe um yeah let's shut this down Play some music real quick and then game chat. Respects what I need but don't get all that I do is resent you now woo ain't so hard to get So, game chat, right? Trailer Spotlight. Call of Duty. I mean, <laughs> it's weird, right? Because, you know, I don't play. But um, I really fuck with the boys coming to Call of Duty. Like, I'm not going to lie. I saw that and I was like, oh, my eyebrows raised up. I was like, Homelander? Like, the takedowns are going to be crazy. It's crazy that Call of Duty got takedowns. But um, it's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm like, whew, that's a fire announcement. Is it going to get me playing Call of Duty again? Hell no. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Call of Duty can do whatever. They can put Overwatch characters in motherfucking Call of Duty. That actually would just piss me off. Because why? I don't, yeah. Call of Duty is a dub for me. I'm going to go ahead and let it R.I.P. I'm not putting that 200 plus megabyte or gigabyte gigs, 200 plus gig ass game on another console of mine ever again, I refuse, I don't think there's anything that could be done about that, however, right, I do want to point out, this might be a sign that the game is, you know, on the decline, just gotta be a hunter. gotta be a hannah about that, because, why, We saw this with Fortnite. When Fortnite started to lose this little swag a little bit, the big name collaborations came. And they started doing partnerships with Marvel and DC and fucking entertainers, celebrities. Ariana Grande is in the game. LeBron James is in um, Fortnite. Travis Scott, like, they start doing big things like this. And it did. It kept the game afloat for a while. But now I don't feel like people don't really discuss or talk about fortnite i know fortnite is still going strong but you know it's been cool like it done cooled down so you know um much love and success to all you call of duty players out there i won't be playing i watch some of y'all homelander footage or whatever because i know i know them takedowns gonna be crazy i i want to see homelander like just rip a whole operator in half. With them fucking laser eye beams. I know it's going to be some dope shit like that. Uh, We'll talk about. Maybe talk about. The boys a little bit. Because you know. I'm supporting. I don't know if I want to get them too much shine. Because pay people. God damn it. See. (laughs) Because see. Now that's making me go back to the conversation. With the woman and the trans uh, women thing. Like. Everybody is out here fighting for their lives. (laughs) You know what? Move forward. Um, Omni-Man, Peacemaker, and Homelander is coming to Mortal Kombat 1. This is also a trailer spotlight of mine because that shocked the fuck out of me. Now... I haven't played Mortal Kombat in some time, but it is a game that I've enjoyed in my past, and I don't mind picking Mortal Kombat 1 up, especially from what I know with Mortal Kombat 1 being kind of like a reset of sorts. They finna bring new air into the system, breathe new life into the shit all the way from the beginning. I'm fucking with that. This um, Omni-Man from Invincible, Peacemaker, from Suicide Squad and homelander from fucking the boys are gonna be playable characters in Mortal Kombat One. I know they're gonna charge extra. I know it's gonna be some DLC type shit, but I'm down. So while Call of Duty is doing what they can to, you know, I'm over here with MK One because I, I, that's amazing. I really, really fuck with that it's i want omni-man and peacemaker to have an all-out brawl because they you know they're pretty much the same but like you look at it they're pretty much the same person so i want i want this i'm where i'm ready for that collab to happen with the mortal Kombat one and then spider-man 2 put out like the official like uh story mode trailer or whatever story looks good you know this is a part of the reason i really fuck with um rpgs because it's it's a story there it's like reading a book but not reading but playing through a book or playing through a comic book for all intents and purposes um or like watching a movie but you playing out the action sequences like this that's a part of the reason i really love rpgs and the stories that come along with them because i get to play play the characters instead of just read or watch fire. So I'm really ready for this Spider-Man um two game. It's gonna be one of my new purchases or whatever. Um outside of that since we're speaking about Spider-Man they did something really cool put out a limited edition PS5 console uh, and controller fire. I'm looking at this shit and I was like I want it. (laughs) I want it. And I really, really like because, you know, they took themes away from us and the entire PlayStation community has been like begging for themes to come back. We're coming to a point where we're realizing that in order for themes to come back, the entire UI of the PlayStation 5 would have to change. Like the entire um, user interface is will have to change it's not supportive of themes at least the way we know themes and the way we would want themes now i am confident in sony that they would be able to put out themes on this user interface and make it something that we can accept just because i'm confident in sony but at the same time it's not going to be the same it just because it can't it cannot so even though they, you know, they took that away from us. I like these little collabs that are happening. I still want that uh, God of War Ragnarok um, PS5 controller. I really, really want it. Um, I want this this new Spider-Man stuff or whatever. Hopefully, they sell the little face plates and the controller on the PlayStation website so I could just buy it directly from them and, you know, switch them out. You know, switch my plates and um, controller out. Um the Hogwarts Legacy controller, I still want that. Even though I think they discontinued it because it's limited time purchase or whatever. I don't know. They've just been doing some really dope collabs with their big like AAA games. And I really, really like that. I like that because, like I said, we can't get um, themes in the user interface customization that came along with themes. But I like that we're able to have customization efforts be directed towards the actual console and controllers. Because... In the past you couldn't do shit <laughs> if you did anything to these uh, consoles to my PlayStation 4 3 and 2 and 1 you did anything to them consoles to alter the outward appearance of it they was avoiding your fucking <laughs> warranty your your standard um, factory warranty was avoided out if you changed anything about the outward or inward appearance of your console and now we're at a place where it's like okay Y'all can change the damn plates, change the way the outside of the co- the console look. And then we'll sell y'all some dope controllers as well, which, you know, controllers have been more customizable in the past, but I don't care. I really like the PS5 controller. I think it's the best PlayStation controller that they've made thus far. So I like the customization that's coming along with it. Um, Outside of that currently playing so i completed the pikmin 4 demo which is perfect time because at time of recording which i forgot but the game has been out like two or three days now what's what's today oh no it came out yesterday um so i need to go ahead and buy the full version because i did beat the demo the demo is completely completed ready for my shit to roll over so i can jump into that i still plan on getting uh the new Zelda game Tears of the Kingdom, I just it's it's calling for me. But the only reason I've been held up on it is because Final Fantasy 16. I completed the demo for Final Fantasy 16 as well. It was really good. So I really want Final Fantasy 16 and I don't know <laughs> with my current backlog situation and Spider-Man getting ready to come out in October, I don't know if I can handle two two games like that. I don't know if I can handle Final Fantasy 16. Because you got to remember. Overwatch. They're getting ready to drop a new character. I think this season about to be over. In like three weeks or so. And then a new character about to drop. Along with some kind of. Quote unquote invasion event. That's going to add some kind of story mode to the game. Like. There's a lot going on with games right now. And I don't feel confident. That I could play Final Fantasy 16. As well as. Tears of the Kingdom simultaneously. I probably could. You know what I'm saying? I'm a real nigga. I can get it done. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Final Fantasy 16 demo was so good. I was like, damn, I know if I drop the $60, $70 they asking for this game, and then I also go on over to my Switch and drop the $50, 60 $70 they asking for Tears of the Kingdom, one of them games ain't gonna get played. And that's gonna piss me off. Because, <laughs> like I said, I just completed this demo, and then, tears of the kingdom if it's, it's if it's as large and expansive as breath of the wild then i'm probably not gonna finish it because i didn't finish breath of the wild either so i'm at a little place where i'm trying to i'm trying to you know what i'm saying be responsible with my uh debit and credit cards and it's just these games are calling me though they really are and the final fantasy 16 story I, I already know it's fire because the demo, I was like, damn, this shit is, this is great. I really love the combat system. Oh, my goodness. I am <laughs> i don't know what to do because I'm getting Spider-Man when it comes out. I'm getting the Spider-Man too because I really want to play it. I'm at a crossroads. I am alone at a crossroad since, <laughs> uh, since we're going to see Beyoncé in a couple weeks. Um. What else? Oh, I've been playing um I I got a lot more into Marvel's Midnight Suns now. I've been playing that, you know, sparingly throughout uh you know, since I've had it. And y'all been hearing me talk about it on previous episodes, but I really locked in over these past like 2 to 4 weeks. Story is fire. I'm getting deeper and deeper into the story um I've unlocked Captain America as one of my playable characters. I didn't even know he was in the game. So that's been interesting. Now I'm like, who else? Who else am I going to be able to get? Because remember I told y'all last time Wolverine popped in on one of my missions and helped me out. And I thought he was going to be a playable character, but he was not. Um, I know there's a dlc for deadpool which deadpool is one of my favorite marvel characters like period so i'm going to be buying that dlc when i get a little bit further in the game um i want storm as well she's she has a dlc to add her to the game i want to add her uh so we'll see what happens but marvel midnight suns is really really dope i really appreciate this whole um, friendship, like team building aspect of the game, like the little, the little side missions and stuff you got to do to like, get your characters to like each other more so that they're more effective in battle together. I'm really, really liking those because just recently there was a team building mission in the game where your character, your creative character joined the book club with blade, um, um, uh, captain Marvel and, captain america and what was dope about it was for this book club they studying like actual books in the real world right so the first book that you're studying the book club is the art of war by sun tzu and i was like wow that's really because you know that's, that's a legendary book i've never read it but i know the magnitude <laughs> so i don't know it was just interesting listening to them break down book from their own individual perspectives and then how they try to utilize the information to help progress the story and motivate the characters to like use those tactics when they're fighting i was like this is this a little it's a little next level i didn't expect for it to get this deep because it's like the actual lessons that you pick up from the book the characters were like applying it to the situations happening in the game so I was like damn that, that got deep out of nowhere and I really really fucked with it um but yeah that's pretty much it for the game chat uh, I'm excited for all the stuff I just talked about <laughs> so let's play some music real quick and then we're gonna jump into the playlist and talk about all the music that's come out since the last episode See body, she a she's showing her opinion she shake it like jelly. honey bears is Chanelli, but I'm still shaking ass in the deli. With my bitch getting daddy. Get daddy. He like him already. He Bam. went the walk, but I just with the And I'm in his partner Bam. on petty. Bam. Bam. Call me that B while he eat my honey. Bam. Bam. You know niggas love bitches Bam. with money. Bam. I get a lot, I get a lot. Taking a spot. Bam. If you ain't cooking, then get off the pot. My name Ice, but I always stay hot. Passenger Bam. princess, he passed me his knock. Battles little bitch with my block. Alright, so the playlist, we got um new singles and videos party next door resentment i meant to mention this on the last episode but um i don't know i forgot i guess (laughs) either way i really really like this song it kind of gave me like you know um party next door one party next door two the albums it kind of gave me like early party next door vibes and i really really like that i like that he's getting back to his more retro sound not that his sound has changed very much since we've been introduced to him but it's you know a difference from early party next door to what we be getting now and this song resentment kind of going back it's it kind of going it's kind of going back and i really really fuck with it um drake announced that party next door's album is coming soon so i'm really really um hyped for that because to me that means drake got <laughs> some features on there and Drake and Party Next Door, they are an incredible like team. When they do music together, I really, really fought with their their musical chemistry. It's weird, right? Because I feel like Drake signed Party Next Door as his way to fill the void that the weekend left when they had their little falling out and the weekend decided to, you know, just do his own thing, which to the weekend's credit was a good decision because look where the weekend is now but it's like i feel like drake signing party next door it was better than him trying to keep the weekend you know close to his camp or whatever because i don't know party next door's writing style like it really feels good with drake's so i, I don't know i just like the, the chemistry there either way resentment Dope track. Love the beat. Um, You know, Party Being Toxic or whatever. is cool. JT dropped No Bars. Uh, that was dope. Really, really enjoyed hearing JT like step to the side of the typical like city girl raps or whatever and kind of, you know, let us know she could do metaphors. You know what I'm saying? She can really be aggressive and get at these niggas and like be straightforward and ain't gotta be, you know, pussy and pay for all this. Da-da-da. Like she could really you know what I'm saying? You try JT on the mic, she can really come back. I really liked hearing that side of her. The video was cool, dude. Cool as well. Had kind of like a little retro vibe to it a little bit. Um there was uh like I guess rumors that Nikki was supposed to be jumping on this No Bars to do like a remix or a part 2 or whatever, but Nikki's been a little quiet as of late. So Don't know what's up with that. Either way, no bars is dope. Um, (laughs) Quavo and Future turn your click up. (laughs) I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I really, really love the beat. Um, Quavo handled that hook perfectly. Future, he slid. And I know I know people have been on future because, God damn, nigga, can you please get over Sierra? Like it's, it's becoming embar- it's becoming a little embarrassing at this point, like, come on, bro like, what the fuck? But And I want you to hear me out on this. <laughs> With future being like the ultimate, like king of the fuck boy, toxic nigga misogyny community whatever like with him being king toxic i kind of (laughs) hear me out now because it's gonna sound real childish but i kind of like and appreciate him being in his feelings like this and and always speaking on his exes the way that he does (laughs) because that's like toxic fuckboy behavior, and Future is the king of it, so we we shouldn't expect much else from him, honestly, but at the same time, if you just think about it, like, the fact that this nigga is able to diss Russell Wilson on a song because Russell Wilson's wife is also his baby mama or mother of one of his children, that's, that's kind of That's a kind of iconic. It's kind of iconic. I just I just have to be real. It's kinda it's kind of iconic because Sierra is like a legend in her own right as well. And it just fit. Lori Harvey, he made mention of her, Des Dior, like Future's brand is all well not all about, but a lot of Futures brand has to do with the incredible amount of Baddies, this nigga has had the privilege of being with. Like, he really got the money. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to speak on no drugs or nothing like that because, you know, I don't dry snitch. I don't know what's going on in his personal, but, you know, and then weaponry, same situation, but I'm saying, like, he living his raps. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, We've seen future, we saw future with Sierra, we saw future with Lori Harvey, we saw him with Daz Dior and uh, he's been linked to other famous women. Uh what's the girl name who dated Michael Jordan's son now? Um What's the lady name? The old the lady that's what's her name? Scotty Pippen? Uh uh um Larza Pippen? Like he done been linked to her like <laughs> I, it's, it's something to be said about the fact that Future has like top tier exes like his exes are all like you know what I'm saying so I don't know I fuck with it <laughs> I just do that's my toxic side showing a little bit it is what it is Um, I still fuck with Russell and Sierra too and I like that Russell's response is again another sweet father and son moment of him raising your child because okay if it's fuck me then guess what we know where your child is not because he was over here with me got your son calling me Papa Russ oh, okay since it's fuck me and all this you keep speaking on Sierra because it ain't the first time he done talked about Sierra since, since Russell and Sierra have been married you know on the Boston Richie song he implied that him and Sierra are still having sex So it's like, mm -hmm. I get it, but at the same time, fuck with it. The video on the other hand is a typical rap nigga video. I'm not mad at it either because ass and titties and money, jewelry, expensive cars, expensive outfits. It is what it is. uh, (laughs) This is a fuck nigga song or not necessarily because it's about turning your click up, but future took it one way. Everything fits is what I'm trying to say. They really turning your click up. They at strip clubs and everything. The, cl- the clicks are turned up. The women are even more turned. I enjoy it. Uh what else? Boss and J. Cole, Passport Bros. I really fuck with this song. Um, I playlisted it like the second listen through because one. I love the vibe. I love the the up-tempo, like, kind of Afrobeats vibe and everything from Boss, which is dope, and it makes sense because uh, Boss is actually Sudanese. Um, You know, his family is from Sudan or whatever. I think he moved to New York. I think I saw somewhere he was, like, eight. He moved to Queens, and then he's been raised there ever since. So, like, Boss is actually from africa so it's dope that he's doing something with kind of like an vibe to it another reason i really like this is because boss knows how to get cold to do things with these up-tempo flows that i just really appreciate i love when cold get on these kind of beats and it's not you know this the deep introspective kind of bars with you know a lot of i don't know <laughs> deep introspectiveness I don't know I just I like when Cole kind of just have fun and just just rap and Boss always has the right party kind of chill vibe to bring that out the video fits the song as well it's really dope Um, they look like they having a good time not drinking Casamigos and you know what I'm saying living the Passport Bros life and I really like that they've taken the concept and kind of defined it on their own terms because Passport Bros Kind of getting a little negative connotation because it's if you're not familiar, if you're not or if you're not aware, uh, passport bros are a group of men or not a specific group of men, but it refers to men who um, leave the country uh, in order to go to other countries where women have a perception of America American men, so they are way more willing to do things that American women would not like have sex with you on the first night and pretend like you are a God because you have American dollars in your pocket and you know, you want them to run around in bikinis with you everywhere. They will do it. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a movement happening being dubbed passport bros, where it's about a bunch of men who are leaving the country to seek the kind of treatment that they will want from women that they're not getting here or from here that makes sense <laughs> but i like the spin that they put on it with um boss and J cole record i fuck with it uh asap rocky put out a song with pharrell called riot rowdy piping i like the song um obviously it's the production for me pharrell's one of my favorite producers it's dope um asap surprised me the song is it's cool it's not like I can't. It's not something that I will like playlist or anything like that. But if it came on, I let it ride. And um, I really like ASAP's bars. I think that's what made me give it more of a chance to like, as in, listen to it more than once. Um, because he has some like cool little bars in there. He said something where he was like, "Y'all gonna die, no Anna Ross or something like that." I was like, "Okay, that was I was cool. I fuck with it. I don't know." Over everything, ASAP was he had bars and Pharrell had beats. So the song is fire. I fuck with it. Um J-Rock, Lotto, Innocent Pack, put out Too Fast, pull over, which obviously I had to get into because Florida. Shout out to Trina. That's where the record samples. whoop whoop, pull over that ass too fast. Whoop That's where we get. That's where we're coming from. But J Rock Lotto and Anderson Pack. They put their own little spin on it. It's fire. Didn't expect to hear Anderson Pack on that kind of record. Cause he kind of been Um a little bit more of an alternative vibe lately. But it just reminded me that Anderson's very versatile and he can do whatever. So I really, really fuck with his uh contribution. J Rock as well, like I don't know. I feel like J-Rock don't get the credit he deserves. He come, he stay, he like, I don't know. What artist? He's one of them artists where you might not hear, like, he might not be like dominant in mainstream or whatever, but then he'll put out one song or two and he'll be like, oh shit, new J-Rock. Like, it's kind of like that. I don't know. But it's a fun, upbeat record. Got West Coast vibes, even though, um, you know, the sample will come straight up out of Miami, Florida. Um, I really, like I said, enjoyed how they all slid the track. Lotto's verse was dope as well. Stan Twitter was talking about how much Nicki's mannerisms are in Lotto's verse, and I definitely saw Nicki mannerisms in Lotto's uh, music video performance. However, I don't care. <laughs> Lotto has been very open before the fallout about you know, how much nikki inspired her so it's just like just because they fell out she can't just remove the inspiration from her that's like a part of her rap dna so you you gonna see it you in the barbs you know what i'm saying if y'all take offense you're just gonna have to take offense because lotto's literally one of nikki's like rap kids Let's she's one of nikki's sons and i don't mean that to be disrespectful for all the lotto fans and whatever the case might be I'm just being honest and calling it what it is. Even a said Nikki is like one of her biggest influences and it just is what it is. Most of these girls are It just Nikki's most of these girls influence. You just got to be um, 100 about that. And you look at their ages and you think about what age you were when you first started getting into popular music and pop culture, or whatever, like, Think about the time Nikki been around. she been around for what, like 2006, 2000. Like, she's she been around since like her career is over 15 years at this point. So you could subtract 15 years from all of these rap girls' ages and you'd be like, damn. So you was like 10, 11, 12, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, looking at. TV or BT for the first time, VH1 for the first time, listening to rap music in the car with your parents, and Nicki was the one. And, yeah, the one, because the girls prior to Nicki, they wasn't doing much before Nicki dropped, and then when Nicki dropped, it was even less. So, it just is what it is. You just gotta be honest about that. But, um, yeah, I fuck with that um Float millie has been on a cool little run as of late she put out uh btw blow the whistle where she pretty much did her own version of you know two shorts incredibly legendary record blow the whistle um paying homage and all that but you know putting her own spin on it i fuck with that fully support she also did the same thing for Wayne's A Millie record, putting out a record called Flow Millie, which is dope because that's her name. I don't think I've ever, I can't remember at least, where a rapper's, a rapper's like rap name and the title of their song is the same thing. But it just worked out like that for Flow Millie. And I it it just it fit. Um <laughs> But I thought it was dope. People had a lot to say in the comments. As a Wayne fan, as a Flo Millie fan, as somebody who understands how Flo Millie looks at Wayne as the legend that he is, I was completely cool with it. Her redoing um the Millie video in her own way, like her getting dressed in her wardrobe room or whatever and coming out, like, oh, that's fire. I really, really fuck with it. Shout out to Flo Millie. Keep going. Because Flo Millie quiet as is kept. She's one of the better female rappers or women rappers. She don't really get uh the credit she deserve. You know what I'm saying? Like she her star hasn't risen as fast as others, but she that girl Flo, she wants she she was right to name herself Flo Millie because that's it. she that girl can rap. F- Flo Millie. Um albums. Only two that I want to talk about. Nas put out Magic 2, which, Fire, (laughs) produced by Hit Boy. Obviously, that's dope. I really, really, really love that they have come together, uh, Hit Boy and and, um, Nas, and found this creative rhythm that's been able to, to push Nas back into like rap mode. I think how many this like gotta be like five, six albums now that Hitboy has produced for Nas and they've all been fired. Like Hitboy captures Nas's sound perfectly and elevates it in a way to where it sounds fresh and new but still nostalgic and memorable at the same time. Like I really, really love that Hitboy studied Nas enough, understands Nas sound enough to be like this is how I'm going to bring it up in a fresh way so that it resonates with where we are today in rap music, but still keep you nose at your core and still give your fans what they want to hear from you, you know, based on the incredible music you gave them as y'all were growing up, you know what I'm saying? 80s, 90s and all that. So I really, really fuck with, um, this musical synergy they have. I hope they keep going. Magic 2 fire. Um, I really, really like Office Hours featuring 50 Cent. I think it's a dope record. I miss hearing 50 Cent rap like that. Like, he sounded really New York. He sounded really Get Rich or Not Trying. And I was like, he sounded really mixtape. I was like, this is the 50 Cent I miss hearing. Like, Big Rich Town, that's a cool record. It's 50 Cent through and through. But like, this 50 Cent that was on Office Hours, this was like g unit radio mixtapes 50 cent i was like okay because that's the 50 cent that made me a fan um motion is fire i really love that beat and the flow that nas shows to handle that beat fire um i love the messaging and the critiques of today's hip-hop that's kind of like spread throughout the album especially coming from like a legend like nas that's really really dope because you know what i'm saying like he's a legend who's holding his own in today's landscape of rap music but also because he's been a leader and a pioneer of the culture whatever it's kind of dope like hearing his critiques and his analyzations of where hip-hop is today especially because he's doing it through his own music that still sounds incredibly um authentic to the Nas we've all grown in love, but still new and fresh at the same time because Hitboy's Boy's a fucking genius producer. It's it's dope. I just Magic Two is a fire album, um, <laughs> and I really like that "Pistols" on your album cover is basically what I said. It's, it's the song that pretty much embodies what I was saying when it comes to him being. Um, critical or critiquing, you know, sharing his thoughts and opinions on where rap is today. I'm glad that he put the Two Guns record on there with um Twenty One Savage because it made me get back into that song. I forgot how much I felt with that song when it came out. Twenty One Snap, Nas Snap, hit boy, uh, Snapped on on the production. Magic Two is fire. It's just it's a good album. If you are a Nas fan, if you are a fan of uh a, of uh, I guess, 90s hip-hop, I guess. Or that era of Nas's golden time here in the game. Illmatic and all that stuff. If you a fan of Nas, listen to Magic 2, because it's a good album. I really, really fuck with it. And then Ice Spice put out a deluxe to like. Uh, it got four new tracks on it. Um, I fuck with the four new tracks, but my favorite is the deli record that uh she had been teasing on you know the social medias and everything um but i really fuck with the record um she's showing her panty (laughs) i don't know i like that riot, you know kind of switched the beat a little bit still got kind of like a new york drill vibe to it but it's not it's 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 a style of beat that i fuck with um, and Ice was sliding on that. She's she's getting better at rapping, and it's crazy how I'm hearing this progression in her so fast. Just over these songs, like we got Munch, and then you know in her mood, and I'm um, acting a smoochy and all this stuff, and then you know the Pink Panthers record kind of took us in a different vibe because she got away from the New York drill and kind of went like you know pop with it which was fire and then she came back you know the Princess Diana with Nikki and the Barbie world song and I'm just hearing her verses and her flow selections continue to get better I'm like okay I fuck with this this Delhi song like I said I really really fuck with it I like the beat and she was snapping on her verses <laughs> that flow She it just gave off like confidence I'm like yeah I'm 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 here to stay. It's a rap. Everybody else, you know, it just is what it is. Um especially, you know, cause her and Lotto, they supposed to be beefing or whatever. And there's a lyric. There's a lyric in this deli song where or is it the deli song? One of these songs, one of these new songs she got here, there's a lyric where she was like where she at on the floor? Damn. Like like wow, like you you down there, huh? Putting it on the floor. And then you put it on the floor again. Damn. <laughs> a, it was a cool play on words, cause like <laughs> why are you on the floor? <laughs> why are you on the floor? You supposed to be up. You the biggest supposed to be up. I don't know. I just I caught it and I was like, okay. I see what you did there. Because that, cause that ripped me out the plastic. I'm not brand new. That record been, it has been heavy. It's been out here. And it just so happened that it's called putting on the floor. Sometimes being on the floor is not the best place to be. <laughs> so I get the ref. I get the bar. Fire. I fuck with it. Um, Also, Victoria Monet, she dropped the track list for Jaguar 2. I'm excited. Y'all know I've been... I talked about Victoria last episode. I'm getting more and more into her. Um, Jaguar 1 was like my official introduction because when like two songs off of there blew up, I was like, ooh, let me check that out. Jaguar is fire. Jaguar is fire. So I'm really expecting great things for Jaguar 2. But a little bummed out she's not on the lineup for one music festival. However, I have to see her when I see her because... I watched her set, I think I said this last episode, I watched her set, uh, she was performing somewhere, I want to say, not not something in the water, was it Broccoli City Fest, or Lollapalooza, something, she was performing somewhere, and I watched her uh, set on the live stream, or whatever, and I was like, okay, she's a good performer, I see why people was like, oh, she should open for Beyonce, but... Beyonce is her own opening act for the Renaissance tour. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I'm hearing so much great things about this fucking tour, dog. Seeing all these videos, Beyonce posting pictures consistently now. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm hyped, bro. I, I, there's, there's no way around. There's no other way for me to describe it, bro. Beyonce has been a part of my musical life pretty much since I started getting into music, bro. Like Destiny's Child first album came out with like 96 97 I forget but ever since then like she been creating all of these moments for black culture had black girls run around talking about their survivor bills 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 was a moment say my name like uh lose my breath all the women who went in the pit like Beyonce has been a part of so many like amazingly legendary and iconic moments in black culture, like literally shaping black culture with, you know, her terminology and her lingo, bootylicious and all this other stuff. Like I should have been saw this lady before, but I'm glad I get to see it now because she, on know, she's 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 like at the peak of her career. and And I feel like she could still continue to go up so I'm seeing her at a good point, <laughs> so either way, that's it for the playlist, let's, let me, let's play some music real quick, I'm gonna figure out how much I want to get into this watch list, because, you know, I'm supporting uh, SAG and AFRA, I Think that, I'm pronouncing that correctly, but yeah, music, and then what I will decide to talk about from the watch list. Turn your click up, dog. Turn them up, turn your bitch up, dog. Turn around, tiny streets can't cross it. Cross them up, all these street need bosses. Boss them up, turn your click up, dog. Turn them up, turn your bitch up, dog. Turn around, tiny streets can't cross it, cross them all All these streets need bosses, boss them all Big doll status, Bill Hubble. A Linux in his for my brothers Go your bag, tote to cuddle I got it out to field fuck Russell Going ass, Lori about the panic and going as join ass, Okay, the watch list So Damn it, man I just feel like I can't talk about none of this stuff Um Okay, so this how I'm gonna do this, right Trailer Spotlights, The Marvels, that look good, Invincible Season 2, and um, Gen V. If you haven't seen those trailers, you know, YouTube. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I guess guess Marvel is, is a struck studio because... I I don't know I you know for some I support the actors and and writers right but I I, I should have did my due diligence to like figure out exactly what I can and can or what I should or should not talk about support the actors and actresses that's that's what I say and the writers as well because it's crazy so if you don't understand what's really going on from what I understand um they not getting paid fairly and all of these you know Companies, the Netflixes and the, you know, Marvel Studio, all these companies, they, Amazon, Primes, and the Hulu, like all of these companies, they getting paid all this big money, and the actors and the writers are not receiving like fair pay. Like, sure, they get paid to do the, you know, their job, like the act and, um, um writing everything but like obviously writers are far less paid than actors and they're the ones that's coming up with these stories and these scripts and all this other stuff and um it's kind of fucked up that their residuals off of the streams of all of this stuff is so small like seeing or watching um what's his name? Kendrick can't think of his last name but um nathan from insecure (laughs) samson samson kendrick samson i believe so either way watching him say that he got he got 56 he got 56 checks in the mail from like residual work or whatever like the residuals from his work that he's been a part of and 50 of those 56 checks like 50 of those checks combined it out to $86, my nigga. 50 of them bitches was $86. So I don't, I can only imagine what the other six was. But they, come on now. They paying per stream, like these motherfuckers is rappers or something like that. Like pay these people some more money, bro. It's only fair. Like, come on. Um, So I watched uh Invincible, the Adam Eve special um if you're interested it's on amazon i feel like i'm like not being in solidarity with the writers and in the actors we not saying that <laughs> i don't want to talk about it but I, I don't know but it's it's a pretty much adam eve's like origin story and it was really really good um i really love that pivotal moments in Adam Eve's like origin story are tied to um black people because I I know I feel like she's a fair and understanding character in like that kind of way, like not racist and things like that, you know. The new season could prove otherwise. I'm not sure because she did kind of go through a traumatic experience with a person of color, girl or whatever, as her best friend. But, you know, that's beside the point. If you're interested, Adam Eve, she got her own origin special for Invincible. I believe that this is their way of saying that Adam Eve is gonna have a big part in Invincible season two. I don't know. But it was really good. And if you if you're an Invincible fan like I am, Definitely you need to watch that because it was dope. The, the The level of control the level of control that Adam Eve had over her powers when she was fighting her siblings you'll know what I'm talking about when you, when you get there. That shit I was like wow. So this is how dope Green Lantern could be <laughs> if they was to ever get a movie or or whatever about him correct. Because she was whipping them powers. Like she had. Well she has had them since birth. I'm spoiling things. Watch it if you're interested. Um geez, My Adventures of Superman. uh I left off on episode 3. I need to check back on HBO Max. To see if the new episode is on there. So I can continue to watch. But I'm really really enjoying it. Damn is HBO a struck. Damn it. I support the actors and the right. Ain't no way around it. I support them. Pay them more. And I've been watching this, the content. So, that's another reason to pay. Because I'm frustrated that I can't talk about this shit the way I want to talk about it. But I've been watching. And it's good. And um, pay the folk. Now, what I can get into is the anime corner. Because... Oh damn. It's I don't know how anime ties into the, the strike. Cause it's not American Well Maybe the voice actors who voice the characters? Damn, this shit affects affects a lot. They need to pay for why everything gotta be the people at the very, very top get all the goddamn money, and the people who are actually doing the work they get crumbs. Like why why everything gotta be like that? Do you know how much better content would be? Do you know how much better acting would be if everybody felt like they was being paid equally and treated equally? See now this going back to the other com you know what? Society gotta change. <laughs> it just has to. It's not conducive to today anymore. The rules and standards that society, it, it, it's not working. It don't work. It, it don't. Now that people are, can, are actually understanding what this shit means and realizing their actual place, like, shit not working. <sighs> Anime Corner, Demon Slayer, because I think I can't talk about this. Demon Slayer, the last episode I watched was episode nine. Um, When the Miss Hashira, he really turned up on that demon who be playing with the pots and everything. So I was dope. I really, really enjoy um, seeing him like, you know, kind of go through his, um, kind of his origins and where he's at with his situation, you know, demons killing his family. And I was so it was dope seeing his transition to like understanding things about himself so that he could tap into his, uh, you know, misbreathing, he kind of flexed a little bit, <laughs> if we're being honest, because he told that demon, <laughs> the demon was like, oh, how's it feel to know I've been playing with you this entire time, and I'm extremely strong, way stronger than I've been letting on, and he was like, I don't feel no kind of way, because if you thought I was taking this battle serious before then, then you went for a rude it, because I too, i am a lot stronger than I've been letting on <laughs> so I really really fought with this episode it was good and then we got um the love Hashira I can't think of her name the girl that Tanjiro and Nezuko are like infatuated with um with the pink hair with the green tips she uh pulled up with her special whip sword and all this other shit I'm really interested cause her episode is next again sub is already out but I'm waiting for the dub um I really, really want to see her fight more because that sword that she has is very very unique. I've never seen a full ass blade metal sword be so flimsy that she throw it around like a whip and it really be cutting shit and like it's just beautiful with the way that she moves with it. I'm really, really interested in her episode. I can't wait. And I started um Reign of the Seven Blades. Now this series is new it's a newer anime so they're still on season one the full subs are not even out yet i think they're like on episode three or four of the subs and only episode one of the dubs so i caught one fresh out the chamber i'm fucking with it i'm gonna stick with it and see how it goes the first episode was pretty cool think um harry potter mixed with um demon slayer sure why not because all of the kids they're like magical swordsmen they're swordsmen but they use magic as well so yeah harry potter and demon slayer, and it's about them and their magical school and you know stuff like that so there's a little bit of my Hero academia in there as well it's dope though radiant I've also started that one. It was suggested to me by Crunchyroll. They did a good job with suggesting that to me because I've been um, enjoying the anime. I'm like four episodes in. I don't know how many the season has, but the dubs are in full effect, so I'm tuned in. Um, it's, you know, typical anime tropes, but it's a little bit of a different spin on it. Um, I'll get into it more as I watch it because I'm still trying to understand the main character and what's going on with all of this, you know, powers and the magic and all that stuff like that. So I can't speak too heavily on it, but I'm really, really uh, liking this anime. Either way, like I said, I support, you know what I'm saying, the actors and the actresses and the writers Anybody who's striking and they f- and they feel like they need to, you know things need to change. I support Zag Afra. There we go. Um so I'm gonna cut it right there for the watch list. But um thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of talking Play Blurcast. I understand that this episode is long. I had a lot to say, I guess, about things. If I haven't like tried to chop it down, so the episode not super long. Um, I had a lot to say about the whole conversation with women versus trans thing and I hope I ain't offend nobody. That's not my intent. It's just I wanna understand from a perspective that actually makes sense, not like people just feeling entitled to labels. Um, so you know it was pretty much the angle i was coming from either way thank you for tuning in once again if you would like to have this with me about any of these things that i've mentioned in this episode not just the stuff in the headlines but if you want to talk to me about these video games these tv shows and movies that we've been watching um this music because i really really love music so if you want to talk you know what i'm saying i uh, hit me on the um social media it's probably the best place to have like discourse twitter or threads Cause that's straight up for talking. I don't really post much, which I'm terrible with that. I feel like, I feel like, you know, our community of listeners would probably grow a little bit more if I was better at posting on like TikTok and and, and uh, Instagram reels and shit like that. But I just really don't be caring to be a part of those like algorithms and trying to do everything I can to make my shit, like reach more people and stuff like that. I really, I don't know if you find me, I appreciate it. If you decide to stick with me, I even appreciate that even more. <laughs> I appreciate that even more. And, um, yeah, hopefully you liking and sharing if you fuck with it that much. Um, I guess you could leave reviews. I don't really ask for the reviews, but I don't know. I guess that'll help. I don't know. Just thank you. I appreciate you being here. And um, catch me on the next episode. We're going to be talking more about this stuff. And, um, yeah, that's it. I'm out. There'll be second line dancing on St. Charles Street. New Orleans band was jamming, playing a raw beat. They going miss him sad. They say they stopped his heartbeat. Like his artery's claw for feasting on some hard meat. <laughs> In the zone, victim. Pick 'em, get 'em, get book em. Good you, got em. Glad you took em. Lackin' wasn't headshot. Drill shit up the pole. Peel shit 40 block. Kill, switch, run, bitches still hit. Rat back em, jump em, gum butt them Ruff me, we fight back, we slump them. This shit ain't about none. You saw it, but you ain't seen